Well, I've got to ask, have you guys started making your Christmas wish lists yet? Anybody? Anybody starting on that? Yeah, we have, we have at least one person. We got a few people. Is anybody... Uh, okay, so whether you are currently a kid or you at one time were a kid, did you ever make a, a wish list? Like actually get a piece of paper out and maybe you got a crayon or a marker or a pen or a pencil and write down the things that you wanted. Anybody do that? Yeah? Maybe you mailed it to the North Pole. Yeah. Adults? Maybe you, maybe your version of this is actually a, an Amazon wish list now. That's a requirement in my, in my wife's family. She always like, right around Thanksgiving, she was like, oh, you don't have anything on your wish list. I'm like, oh, it's because I buy the stuff that I want. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy, yeah. Um, remember the, the Sears wish book that would come? Yeah, you guys don't remember this. I, I'm, you know, yeah, well, some, some of you, yeah. Our high, you know, high schoolers don't remember. Um, but there was this catalog that would come, and my brother and I, that was our version of the wish list, is every night in you know, November, December, we would circle, like on every page, we'd be like, what's your favorite thing on page eight? Let's circle it. Now, page nine, so, and then, you know, it's like, that's a lot. You know, how much did we think we were going to get, I guess? Um, but that was a, fair, a very fun activity. Now, if you made a wish list... Inevitably, there was some year, some year on Christmas morning, after you had put all this time and effort into laying out all the things that you wanted, all your wants and desires, there was some year where you didn't get everything that you asked for. And that's a huge bummer. It shakes your confidence. Why didn't I get everything that I asked for. Kind of like made some of the magic and wonder of Christmas, you know, go away maybe for you. Now today, we're talking about this gospel reading from Luke. And Jesus is talking about prayer. And I think for, for our purposes here, having some fun with the Christmas in July theme and talking about our wish lists, it, it's, it's a pretty close thing for us to then tie this in with asking God for our own prayer wish lists. And, you know, maybe, maybe that, you know, when it comes to Christmas, maybe after that year when we didn't get everything that we wanted, maybe we stopped making wish lists altogether. What a waste of my time. Why would I do that? That's one thing. But the, the sadder thing would be if we prayed to God and then ended up not receiving what we asked for, if we would just stop praying altogether. But sadly, I think that, that does happen. So one day here, we've got this disciple of Jesus, and uh, he comes up to Jesus and he says, hey, Jesus, John is teaching his disciples how to pray. Are you gonna teach us how to pray? And so Jesus launches into this teaching. Uh, it's that model prayer. He says, oh, when you pray, you can pray like this. And now we're still saying it 2,000 years later, called the Lord's Prayer. But I think uh, we go too fast 
through the beginning of the story. We go right into the Lord's Prayer and then the stories that Jesus tells. But I, I want us to linger here for a minute on that question that the disciple asks. You know, how, you know, are you going to teach us, you know, how, how to pray? How is it that we can pray? Because I think that this question shows that the disciples had some prayer problems going on. There was something that was standing in the way of them praying to their heavenly father. And I, I've, got, I've got a couple guesses maybe for, for what might have been going on. I mean, the first thing is maybe they just really didn't know how to pray. You know, how do I even get started with prayer? I, never, I was never taught. How would I even go about doing that? That could be one. But my guess is that they probably kind of knew how to actually deliver a prayer. I think what really is going on is they had tried praying and they had an experience where they didn't get what they wanted and so they had quit. They had given up on praying. So really the question is, Jesus, how do I pray in a way that works? You know, we'll talk about what that might mean. You know, what does it mean for prayer to work exactly? And my sense is that so many of us even, so many of God's people just quit praying when we don't get exactly what we've asked. You know, when the, when the praying gets tough, we, we just, we bow out. Instead of asking for help from Jesus or from a trusted Christian friend who might be a, a guide for us in the way of praying, we just uh, spurn the gift of prayer altogether and, you know, Maybe we don't totally quit, but we definitely don't pray as often as we should. We, we underutilize the gift of prayer. And so I might pray every once in a while, but then I put, it, I put the gift of prayer up on the shelf, and then next time I go, oh, it's kind of dusty. Let me knock the dust off, and I'm going to use it again. Maybe I'll use it again in six months. So I'm going to ask you guys today, uh, what are your prayer problems? What is it that might be standing in the way of you praying to God at all or praying as often as you could or should? Now, I'm going if, to, if you have one of our bulletins today, on page four, there's sermon notes, there's a little outline, there, there's a, it says, what are your prayer problems? And there's a little bit of white space there. I want you to at least right now think about it, but you can take a pencil jot a few things down. If not right now, think about it through the rest of the week. Now, what are, what are some of those obstacles that might be standing in the way of me praying to God? I'm going to run through a few examples because I think there, there are some things that stand in the way of us asking anyone for help. You know, it's a hard thing sometimes to put yourself out there and ask for help, um, but especially, you know, to, to ask God for something. There might be some things that are uh, a block for us. So, so why might we have a hard time praying? One would be maybe that we're, uh, we're too proud, too proud to ask for help. You know, we're taught that, you know, you can handle things on your own. And so maybe we just don't even, uh, we don't even think it's a, a good use of our time, maybe. Or we're just too proud. No, I'm not, I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to ask. There also is a, there's a vulnerability that comes in praying. And so we might actually, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I, can, I can stand up here and maybe uh, 
try to seem like in front of all you guys that I've got everything together. You know, maybe I can do a, a good job of that, maybe not. Uh, but God knows everything about us, right? So if we're trying to put on a front and like trick God, man, that's kind of silly. But we sometimes will like be too like embarrassed or ashamed to kind of put ourselves out there in prayer. Maybe we just, we just don't even try it. Fear of rejection is another one. I asked for something. Well, I don't know. I, one time he didn't answer my prayer. I'm not even going to try again because I, I don't want to get rejected again or ignored. Sometimes I've talked to some people. They, they say, well, God has already like, answered some of my prayers. I, he's already blessed me in so many ways. I feel greedy asking for anything more. Like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't bother God about this thing. You know, that's kind of a kind of a funny attitude to have, but maybe that's something that's crossed our minds before. And again, the big one is, you know, we've, well, we've tried. I've tried in the past, and prayer didn't work. I didn't get what I asked for. So I think, I think prayer is broken. Not going to waste my time with that. The last one, Jesus gets into this. This is kind of convicting. Maybe we, maybe we don't have like an accurate belief about who God is. Or, you know, God tells us how good he is, how he, he'll fulfill his promises, but maybe we, don't, we just don't believe it. We think God is like the same as human beings who have let us down in the past. We have too low a view of who God is, and that's why we don't pray. You know, it could be any or all of these things. You might also have some prayer problems that are unique to you, or, or you know, we all might have different ones. Now, I want to ask, do you guys think it's possible, is it within the realm of possibility that we do not completely understand the purpose of prayer? Is it possible? Is it possible that we maybe are approaching prayer the wrong way? Is it possible that the problem with prayer it's not with prayer, it's not with God, but maybe it's actually with me. Ah, that, that doesn't sound very fun to admit, but I think that's not only possible, I think that's the, that's the reality. My sense is that with each passing year, fewer people pray. I have absolutely no data to back that up, just an observation. I feel like the, the value of the gift of prayer is not being passed down from generation to generation. I think fewer, even fewer Christians are making use of the gift of prayer. Either they've given up on it altogether or they're just not using it very often at all. We're not even, you know, it's, and we use excuses. I think that main excuse is, well, God didn't answer my prayer seven years ago, so why am I gonna pray? It's a waste of my time. I'm not gonna call the prayer hotline anymore because I don't think he's even going to pick up. When we do this, when we fail to use the gift of prayer, Satan smiles. No, no, he laughs. Because he's like, yeah, that was a pretty big thing I had to do on my to-do list. To take prayer away from God's people. It's a, it's a, terrible tragedy when God's people do not use prayer. Now, if you have felt so far in this sermon a little bit scolded, so be it. It's probably good. I felt kind of scolded myself when I was reflecting upon these things. 
coming up with my own prayer problems. But this is not the main point that Jesus has in this teaching. He did, he did not set out, yes, I'm going to talk today and scold everyone. You know, I think a little bit. But the main point of his teaching is coming up. He is teaching us how to pray, but even more so, he is encouraging us to pray. He is lifting up this treasure of prayer, and he's saying, use it. Use this. Your heavenly Father is waiting for you to pray. So use this gift. If you haven't been using it, that's a shame, but use it going forward. So he talks about, you know, he's encouraging, he talks about how great prayer is, and that's what we're going to get into here. Uh, so Jesus, it's pretty frequent that he, that he lifts up prayer. Um, he does it with his words, but also with his actions. You know, he's just modeling what it looks like to pray to his heavenly Father. You read through the Gospels, and all the time you're seeing Jesus went off to a quiet place and prayed. Even at the beginning of this story, Luke 11, verse 1, I, I may be over-reading this a little bit, but I... I have this image of Jesus is kneeling down and praying, and then this disciple is waiting there. Like, yeah, he wants to ask, are you going to teach us how to pray, Jesus? And he's just like, is this guy almost done? He's been going at this for two hours. You know, it's like, he's praying right there, you know? And then he, then he gets done, and now, can, now let me tell you about prayer. So he does it with actions and also with words. Uh, but after Jesus teaches the Lord's Prayer, he launches into this teaching, and the first thing, the first good reason he gives us to pray is that, and this is, a, this is not a controversial statement, I hope, uh, God is better at giving than humans are. Right? God is better at giving than human beings are. Now, he gives some examples here. First, he says, um, you know, imagine that you, uh, a friend of yours just dropped in unexpectedly from out of town and is going to stay at your place that night. First of all, rude, uh, but no, not really, yeah. But, okay, so now you go across the street to your, to your neighbor, your friend, and you say, hey, I've got, an, uh, I've got a guest who's here, and I, I had great intentions to go to the grocery store, and I, I just didn't make it. I got no food. So can I, can I borrow some food? You know, this is midnight, okay? And Jesus kind of sarcastically says, yeah, is your friend going to say, dude, I've, I'm asleep, my kids are in bed, the, I already armed the security system, go away, don't bother me. No, Jesus says, no, even this guy is going to give you what you've asked for. And Jesus specifically says, not so much because of your deep friendship, but just to get the guy to go away. It's like, just get off my property, take these three loaves of bread, you know, take whatever you want, let me get back to sleep. You know, it's just, Jesus is saying, human beings sometimes will say yes to these requests just because you're being annoying to them, okay? We've probably all been there before on both sides of that. But Jesus is saying, God is even better. He's far better than evil, sinful, broken human beings who might give, but not for the, the best motivation. He says, God loves to give, and it's because of his love for you. He's inviting you, he's telling, he's commanding you, just come and ask me. I can't wait to give you out of the storehouse of my blessings. I can't wait, so come and knock on my door and ask me. 
That's what Jesus is telling us. Another good reason that he gives us to pray is that God is ready and willing not only to just give us some, you know, regular blessing, he says he will give you the greatest possible blessing that there is, and that is the Holy Spirit. So he, you know, he's talking about the friend across the street. Now he's talking about your earthly father, and he's saying, you know, kids will ask their, their dad to make breakfast. And, you know, they, they say, hey, can we have some eggs for breakfast? And what, is dad gonna, gonna say, oh, you want eggs? No, 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 I'm gonna fry you up a scorpion for breakfast today, you know? He's, again, he's being sarcastic. Like, they would never do that, right? I don't know, maybe in some parts of the country, I don't know. But um, he's gonna give you the egg that you asked for. He's gonna fulfill that very simple request. So if, if our earthly fathers can do something that simple, you know, how much more than he, Jesus goes all the way up to the Holy Spirit. The Heavenly Father is waiting to give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And the implication here is that, you know, an egg is like all the way down here. It's like very easy to give someone. Holy Spirit, the greatest thing. The implication is you can ask God for anything in between egg and Holy Spirit and nothing is off limits. We ask, I think a lot of times, too, for too small of things. We ask for eggs, and God's like, I got the Holy Spirit. Ask me for bigger things. That's what Jesus is teaching us. He's encouraging us to pray. Now, there, there are all kinds of things that people commonly pray for you know, throughout history. Uh, you see this in the Bible. One, one very common thing people will pray for is uh, a child. Couples will pray for, for a child, especially if they've had to wait for a long time. Another common thing, and this is not always even prayed for like with words exactly, but we have this, this is a deep longing just to be, for God to make things right. We, we might make, you know, we might have different intentions for what that means exactly, but we have this deep longing, we can't even put it into words, but God, will you, will you make things right in my life, in the world? Um, so the deepest need that we know is to be made right with God because of our sin and our brokenness. And on that first Christmas long ago, God answered that deepest need with actually that first request, a child. So God sends his son, the Christ child born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, and in that baby, he has given us all things. He has given us all things. Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? All things. The God who willingly took on human flesh, suffered and died and rose again for you. This is the same God who now urges you to pray to him. In Christ, I've given you all things, but that's not, that's not even all. You can still ask for more. Ask me again and again and again. So Jesus' main point here is to encourage us to pray. Because Jesus would say it works. You know, how do we tell? How can we even tell if prayer works? Like we, have, we have a kind of a messed up measurement system 
for how that would be. Most of all, I think we would say, well, prayer works if I get what I want, and if I don't, then it doesn't work. Why bother? Waste of time. But how would we, how would we even know? Is it possible that we also have a misunderstanding of how things work? Is it possible that when I, that my imagination is too narrow when I have prayed to God and told him what I need, like maybe I can't even comprehend if he did answer it? Sometimes I'm guilty. I don't know if you guys ever do this. Sometimes I pray to God and it's like I have given him a 17-step instruction manual for how to complete my prayer. I'm like, God, there's only one way this can go down. You gotta do it exactly my way. And God's like, uh, kind of the expert here. I think I'll decide how I get to answer this prayer. So I think because I have like this narrow imagination for how it could happen, I think God has answered some of my prayers that I don't even realize. I'm gonna get to heaven and I'm gonna be like, oh, God answered like 104 more prayers than I even thought. I, I, really, I really believe that. God's doing more, more than we can even understand. So if somebody says, you know, prayer doesn't work, that's why I don't do it. I can sympathize with that. There have been prayers that I have lifted up that I've had to wait a long time for, some that I'm, st I'm still waiting on. So I, I, can, I can appreciate, I can, I can sympathize, but I would also say, if somebody said, oh, I don't pray because it doesn't work, I would say, well, ha have you tried praying recently? Or did you have like one? Because we, we love to make excuses for like why we don't have a relationship with God, why we don't pray. Well, that one time 12 years ago, I prayed and he didn't do anything, so I, that's the end. Canceled my prayer subscription. Well, this week, my challenge to you is to restart that prayer subscription with God. At the bottom of our sermon notes, has a little section there. For the next week, I commit to praying for the following. One week free trial. Don't pass up this deal. Think of something. Whether, whether you, you know, maybe you don't pray at all anymore. Or maybe you just, you just don't pray very much. This week, every day, think of something to commit to praying for. Because Jesus is saying, God, God's waiting. He's waiting to, to hear your prayer and respond. And when you pray, don't, don't do this. Um, excuse me, Mr. God. Could you maybe please consider listening to me for, five, for like five seconds, maybe? And then when we do that, we usually like pray for an egg. No. Go big or go home, right, with prayer. I think that's, that's, what, that's a one way to paraphrase Jesus. Pray for big, bold things. Because in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, we're children of the Heavenly Father, and, and he is asking us to pray. He wants to hear it. So this week, think about, you know, whether, whether you're a frequent prayer or whether you've had a long time off from praying, commit to something to lift up to God. He's waiting. And just, just see what happens. Just try it and see what happens. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you pray with me now? Lord God, 
it's hard to even comprehend how amazing the gift of prayer is. We thank you for it. We pray that you will help us to utilize it more, to actually to believe you when you say that you want to hear us, to believe that you are good and that you will give us all things in Christ. Increase our faith in you and help us this week to commit to faithful prayer. In Jesus' name.